Well, praise the Lord. The song, Take My Life and Let It Be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Francis Habergill took the time to write this, and it's, it's just ringing in my mind. I was whistling it a while ago. And the first stanza, she said, Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love, at the impulse of thy love. That should be the song of all of our hearts. Lord, take me and give myself to thee, to be used of thee for your honor and for your glory. You know what? We do many things with our lives. But only the things that are done for the glory of God and for the benefit of the kingdom and for those whom we would, as God would help, only those things, oh, alas. And you know what? You know, we may even do great things and fail to accept Christ as Savior. That too will not take us far. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. Come with me this morning and let's follow John as we go back to Matthew chapter 3. And I'm at verse 11 and verse number 12 for these, these mornings. And in verse number 11, he speaks of water baptism. John is speaking to the crowd and right now he's really speaking to a group of Pharisees and Sadducees who came to him who saw the crowds of people being baptized and they got in line to be baptized John knew who they were and John told them there ain't no free pass for you usually when I'm baptizing someone I would ask them before I baptize. As a matter of fact, I would speak to them before, take them through baptism and its meaning, and uh, kind of walk them through the steps of salvation and make sure that they understand the steps and they, they have followed those steps and I invited Jesus Christ to be in their heart and life. And even in the water, I would, I would ask the person, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And now you come and wanting to be baptized and to follow him? And the person will answer, yes, of course, if the person answers no, then that's a problem where I will not baptize such a person if they have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because the truth of the matter is, even if I put that person under the water, if they walked into the water a sinner without repentance, they would walk out of the water a wet sinner. They would come in a dry one, and go back over a wet one. So it is important for one to understand before one follows the Lord and believers' baptism, one needs to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So John is now speaking, and he said in verse 11 and verse number 12 of Matthew 3, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, 
whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will truly purge his flow and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John explained that this baptism that he was baptizing was that of water. So he goes ahead and he explains what this baptism was all about. His baptism was that of what took place inwardly, which was of repentance. Remember, he preached that men must repent. Now, what took place inwardly, that would have brought about a true conversion. When I say what took place inwardly, it is the heart that was cleansed. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He was baptizing such person as an outward testimony or an outward profession of their faith. He was not baptizing them to be saved, but he was baptizing them because they were saved. He was baptizing them because they had repented of their sin, especially of not receiving Jesus Christ as the Lord and the Savior. And upon their profession of faith, he was baptizing them. Now, many times when you ask people, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? They go ahead to share with you and say things like, you know, I was saved. I was a member of this church. I was baptized. Some people would say I was christened. Some would say I was conformed. Some would say I was blessed, I was baptized, and whatever goes along with the denomination that they were a part of. But when you speak to them about salvation, have you been born again, they, they're not clear on what that really means. Well, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Now to be born again, one needs, first of all, to realize if he's not born again, that he needs to be born again, that he's lost. And anyone that is lost needs a savior. One needs to accept Jesus Christ, who is the only savior. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among mine, whereby ye must be saved. In the book of Acts, we learn that. Salvation is not in a church, in a creed, or even in baptism. Salvation is a personal relationship that one would have with Jesus, beginning at acknowledging 
that that relationship is not there and that one would love to have that relationship and acknowledging that such a person is a sinner lost and needs Jesus Christ to save them. It is to accept that Jesus Christ is the Savior and accept him as your Savior and your Lord. John was telling them to believe in him who was coming after him. Paul, he took the time and explained John's baptism in Acts chapter 19, verse 3 to 5. The scripture said, and he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Notice verse 4. Verse 4 said, Then said Paul, John truly baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, that they shall believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. Look at verse number five. In other words, John was saying, I want you to know that there is one coming after me that I need you to understand that this is the one that you got to put your faith and trust in. So upon your promise, I baptize you. Now, watch this, verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When they heard that, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And these were people who had accepted that the Messiah is coming. And upon them accepting that they followed him and believers baptism and John said there's one coming after me that is greater than I whose shoes I'm not worthy and when they came to Paul he asked them unto what then were ye being baptized and they say unto John's baptism and Paul said and they decided that they need to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, many, many say, if you're not baptized in the name of Jesus, you're not baptized. If you go to Matthew, and uh, when he sent his disciples out, he says, go into all the world, teach them to observe everything that I've commanded you. He said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You said, but pastor, how do you baptize people? I baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And as I looked at my time, it's up for today, but I'll be back next morning to speak to you a little bit on what John went ahead and spoke about, and that is spirit baptism. We dealt with water baptism this morning, but next morning, I'll speak to you a little bit about spirit baptism. Father, thank you so much. Lord, I want to thank you for your word. For without your word, we will not know these things. We thank you for the knowledge that you have given us in regards to your word and the wisdom that you have shared with us in regards to sharing your word with others. 
So I pray that each listener will receive your word and go back in the scripture and look for themselves and would share this devotion for there are so many out there who need to hear your word today. So Lord, bless, guide, and direct. As I promised, Lord, I will do nothing more than just sharing the sharing of your word. Thank you so much. We love you. We praise you. And we thank you for loving us. Bless every listener. And even as they share, bless them for sharing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You are my partner, my friend, my brother, my sister. And I want to thank you so much for being that and also for sharing. Do have a great day. I'm praying for you.